You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. We're going to talk about DraftKings real quick. This DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Put those hands on those hearts and say the national anthem with DraftKings, of course. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. There's plenty of instructions for noobs like myself. A limitless ways to get in on all the action. Uh, go ahead and parlay anything you can think of. Uh, my loved ones have been loving. A lot of love. The DraftKings Sportsbook. And I know you will, too. This is great off of DraftKings Sportsbook. It's putting you courtside. I know this is a hockey podcast, but there are other sports. So the chance to turn $1 to $100 in. It's like credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team. Still in contention. And next season, it could be the Pistons. Yeah. Bring that Kate Cunningham. Throw down. Boom. Bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and draw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the one basketball team of your choice to win in their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or old in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wager paid out inside credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call one 800 9 with it. Red Wings Rant, brought to you by the Brothers of Discussion and the Hockey Podcast Network, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home tonight. Uh, we're going to pick up our uh, pick 22 that we're getting from uh, the Washington Caps, of course. Uh, there's a goaltender in that spot we could get instead of uh, Jesper Ballstadt. Also, let's jump back to number six. Uh, we'll take a look at Simon Edmondson. We'll take a deeper dive. And then uh, we'll ask some questions about who's left. In the uh, Stanley Cup uh, conference final, kind of, wait, semifinals. Can't call it conference finals. Um, and uh, who we'd like to emulate and, of course, celebrate that a Detroit sports team landed the number one pick in the draft lottery. <laughs> yeah, we won one. All right. Finally. Uh, it's but, been uh, 50 years. Boom. Right. The business is over. Uh, let's... Let's get into some hockey talk, man. Done making money on this show. All right. Um, all right. I mean, related to hockey, uh, is there's a team in Detroit uh, that plays hockey. So they also have another team that plays sports, and it's the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> hey, you know what? They both got uh, – they both play in Detroit at Little Caesars Arena. They're both going to have uh, United Wholesale Mortgage on their jerseys next season. Ooh. And uh, one of them sucks at 
gambling, and the other one's really good at winning lotteries because, Matt, the Pistons are picking number one. Yeah. We haven't I, seen that since uh, Bob Lanier in 1970. All right. Yeah, the, like that was a – wow, when was the last time I heard that name? Um, Kind of like researched that. that, was, that I think that we all did 50 years ago. 50 yeah. years. Insane. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, and to think that the Pistons have had some championships along the way just goes to show you, Mike, you never need – well, I guess the draft lottery wasn't – all right. Anyway, um, so the draft lottery screws over, you know, the these two Detroit teams all the time. Um, I had I had people uh, on, on my Twitter feed last night. Uh, and Mike, you can correct me if, uh, if this is uh, wrong. They were saying I, I was ready for the sixth pick. Um, I didn't know how far back the Pistons could fall in regards to the draft lottery, Six. but, uh, yeah, yeah I, it's just, it's so sad that that's where we're, our heads are at is like, this is just going to turn out. We've been conditioned. We've yeah. been conditioned by the other, uh, little Caesars team to just keep moving back, moving back, moving back. Um, and then, uh, you know, we thought maybe it would be cause there's, there's an actual star. There's two stars in this draft for, uh, basketball fans. So I just assumed we'd pick at least third and back, uh, much like when the Red Wings just missed out on uh, the Byfields and the the Stutzlers, and uh, you know we we had to tumble back a little bit after right. perhaps the worst season in NHL history. Um, <laughs> I forgot Lafreniere, but you know I can't not think of Stutzler every time I think of that draft. Um, so I thought that was going to happen again. It didn't. And, uh, yeah, basketball fans, there weren't many. Uh, Pistons have been bad for a while. But uh, the few that are left are pretty excited. So, uh, yeah, hopefully. Well, I want, I want to, we're going to play the game here in a second of what could the Red Wings have learned from uh, the finalists for the Stanley Cup. But, Mike, yeah. what can the Red Wings learn uh, from what the Pistons did to win that draft lottery? Is it <laughs> Should it be... Should should we go no coach next season and uh, just mix up that roster a little bit more and and get down to the bottom? You know, like we, we didn't quite sniff the bottom of the barrel. Uh, I'd like to see us sniff that bottom of the barrel and see see how low we can go. I would say if you set up a pie graph for the age and experience of the Red Wing roster and the Piston roster, there's a lot more veterans on that Red Wing team. Um, as compared to the Pistons, uh, the Pistons, you know, started out with the Blake Griffins, the Derrick Roses, um, you know, they still had Plumlee and Jeremy Grant. Yep. You know, you got a, you got a Flora team instead of Isa team. Um, but they very quickly, uh, you know, the new general manager got rid of, you know, all the long in the tooth players and kind of just doubled down with anybody, uh, 24 and younger. And uh, we know the Red Wings. It's not really their mo. They're uh, they're not big on that. But uh, it looks promising. Uh, Pistons have been trading for. Uh, they've they've stopped floundering. Uh, they've decided to not be that team that's between you know uh, fifth worst and like fourteenth worst. Um, you know they're they're going to be on the bottom. They're going to dedicate to being on the bottom. And it looks like so far two years. Uh, basically, we're we're on the cusp of two off seasons now uh, with the new GM, and it's uh, starting to pay off already. So it did take some luck, but uh, definitely would like to see the Red Wings. Wish they had taken what uh, ten years, or they were a middling team. Um, you know, kind of on the bottom of the playoffs, yep. just on the cusp of you know making it. We got to keep that twenty-year streak alive, and 
look what that got you. So you really got a crater. You gotta you gotta draft the guys at the top. Um, you know the one, two, threes, the Stutzelas of the world, and uh, you know get some get some luck in that lottery. Yeah, and I, I mean mainly you know we just uh, <laughs> that was lucky, and that was why it was such a huge celebration. I think for Detroit sports last night was uh, you know. I, I probably the best moment in, in drafting in the last uh, what I mean I guess the Tigers get Torkelson but uh, that's still I don't know that wasn't exciting to me that, that last night was just exciting it just felt like oh my god we're, we might we might have like a legit playoff team next year <laughs> yeah. but um, um. if if we want to make a playoff team uh everybody always seems to go to uh wh whoever's making it to the semifinals usually the conference finals uh the athletic is known for their articles uh this year written by max boltman of like what can my team learn from these four teams kind of thing i i just <clears throat> you know we we can talk about the pistons are are, are getting their first pick and and we're having fun but um now it's it's like should the red wings just keep going in the Iser plan direction, or do you think that we're emulating? Uh, there's probably an easy answer here out of the four teams that are left of somebody that Iserman would like to emulate. But would you want to be in the shoes of the Montreal Canadiens, the New York Islanders, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, or the Tampa Bay Lightning right now? And I could make an argument, I guess, like a pro and con uh, for, for each one. And um, I, I don't know. It, it's for me. Even if you pick the Tampa Bay Lightning, you're stuck in this cap hell where they have to keep Kucherov off the ice for an entire year so that they can have a team that runs in the playoffs, which is great. I mean, like as a as a fan of a team, I'm sure you'd want to pick the, the one that's going to go deepest in the playoffs, even if they're kind of playing the rules a little bit here. But um, clearly they should be the front runner, right? I, I, I will say, say I say, look, because I think that's the easiest one to make a case for because it's the one we're most familiar with. They just won a cup. Iserman managed that team. Um, we know we're very well versed in uh, the moves he made for Vasilevsky, you know, where he drafted Kucherov, um, you know, how he was able to, you know, snag Stamkos. But whew, it's almost like if you're watching these playoffs, you should be as a Red Wing fan, wholeheartedly rooting for the Islanders because I don't feel like they've gotten, you know, necessarily the sexiest, you know, Stutzlas of every draft. I'm just going to say that name every episode somehow. Um, and it kind of feels like they've had to, you know, a little, be a little bit more uh, gritty, uh, digging the, the fingernails in because it doesn't feel like they've been as gifted, um, as recognized as like a, like a Tampa Bay Obviously, you should probably win a cup if you want to be as recognized as Tampa. Right. But I, I just mean the way the Red Wings, um, since we've decided to, all right, we're done floundering, tank. Uh, we have not gotten a lot of luck. And it doesn't feel like Carolina has gotten a lot of luck. Or, uh, Carolina, Jesus, I'm looking at this draft result. It doesn't feel like the Islanders have gotten a lot of luck either, Matt. Um, I mean, they're arguably the, the third most, fourth most, uh, like talked about team in the New York area, I would say you know Rangers, <laughs> Devils, Buffalo, Buffalo. Even though they stink, they still get talked about more. Yeah, um, that's Islanders where, that's actually the in press. the finals. Yeah, and, and you know there's they're still talked about less than the Sabers. So 
at, at this point, like the the way they're not necessarily like you know a free agent destination. I don't know if the Red Wings are. I know the uh, the old hat fans will say, "Well, you want to be part of Hockey Town, and we made Gordy Howe." Yeah, you know, we we've we've it's been a while since we had a free agent, so I I, I just I wouldn't uh, be hanging my hat on that anymore. Mike, and I, I don't Bobby think the Ryan. Islanders either. I, I think you got to be a little more shrewd. Mike, you're forgetting that we landed Bobby Ryan. Oh, we landed and, uh, uh, and John Merrill. Right. 34. What did he get? Uh, <laughs> nine goals. Woohoo! Um, yeah, I mean it. It is kind of funny. We uh, that that was such a huge point last year. Of, uh, oh man, can you believe Steve's already changed the culture for this team that people want to sign here? Yeah, he <laughs> got was... 34 year old Bobby Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> His career was almost over. Now he's on our team. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, everybody, we, we, we just again. Um, yes, he made a, he made a positive impact. But right. you know, it's it's not you know twenty six year old Bobby Ryan. It's thirty four year old Bobby Ryan. So just a little bit of context. You know, I, I wouldn't right. you know say that's well, like a, I, I think I think the only thing the the real way to look at that is just to say let's not anoint him yet. Like we're not saying he can't do it. That he can't change this culture into like. You know, Elias Patterson's like, I absolutely have to sign there. Look at what this team's doing. That is a thousand percent a possibility. We just, you know, let's not blow a load on Thomas Grice. I'm sure he would appreciate that, but it's also the, the most, <laughs> uh, I, the most what, um, the best way to, to kind of to take that last year's offseason. Um, so like, let's, let's break them all down. I think the Islanders are the most, are like the easiest to attain. Um, I think Barzell is at a whole nother level from anybody on this, on this roster. And if, and they're coming up with two different Norris trophy candidates on the D side, but it, it's one of those things where a lot of that comes from, uh, a, a strategy and you look at what Barry Trotz has built there. I, kind of said when we got the season started that if we were going to find any success and we got close to 500 remember we we had that episode where we talked about how close we were to 500 if we were yeah. going to have any success it was going to be trying to emulate that strategy so all in all we had two pretty good goaltenders with their statistics by the end of the season it's just you know we do lack those types, uh, the big finishers like Barzell, and and you like to think that Jakob Verona is going to add to that. But I, I, I would say right now that's that's the easiest team to emulate. Um, next, I would say the team that I want to stay the furthest away from right now is probably the Vegas Golden Knights. I feel like they came in really hot, and I was listening to uh, TSN this morning, um, and they, you know, they do a new podcast every day. And or you know what? It wasn't TSN. It was Sportsnet. Um, they were talking about how many first round picks that they that they made. They made first round picks that they traded away to kind of go all in here on their first couple of seasons. And I and and one of them is uh, ended up being Nick Suzuki, who's uh, tearing it up for Montreal uh, right now against the the Golden Knights. So you just you kind of see that play out, and you're going, all right. Um, <laughs> You've got Mark Stone, but he's not getting younger. Unfortunately, Benjamin Button was, you know, is only Brad Pitt. Uh, that's maybe Brad Pitt and Paul Rudd are the only two who who actually Stone can it. live that yeah. life. But yeah, um, yeah Mark Stone's just going to keep getting older. That that guy's clearly the best player on that team. And it, you just kind of look at how they're built right now. And and the big story is Robin Leonard or Mark Andre Fleury, but neither one of those guys 
you want to paint as like the core of the franchise, even though you could give them a con Smythe, no problem. You don't want to paint them as the core because they're going to be retired soon. So <laughs> I, I definitely don't want to be the Vegas Golden Knights because they're, they're to me, it's just, it's, it's something that seems to work in Vegas and they get a lot of wins and they play a style of hockey that is, is tough to play against. But I think we're about to watch them get knocked out and not win a cup. Um, you know, they get, they get pretty deep, but I, I feel like this is going to fizzle out. And it's going to fizzle out hard because these guys on the team are going to get older and, and they don't really have a lot behind them uh, in regards to what they've been able to develop. So if, if you want to cringe, I'm about to pronounce, uh, pronounce, I'm about to butcher two last names. Uh, I mean, you got to be pumped about Pecoretti and Petrangelo. <laughs> okay, Pecoretti, so here's what I'm saying. It was cute. Yeah, it was close. yeah thanks. I didn't mean um, to say cute. I meant to say close. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think Vegas is really for uh, the Red Wings either. Uh, I, it, I wouldn't even say that they're a top-heavy team. It just seems like... The Golden Knights are the NHL's version of college football's Alabama, where Alabama does not have major sport teams to watch. So they have a real advantage whenever they're at home and people go bananas because that's their favorite and only thing to watch in the entire state. So Vegas, I know that now they, you know, finally got a football team, but when I, I got to, you know, I was out of town this week and, you know, I was, I was in Las Vegas, uh, you know, while the, the Knights were playing. And, whoo, that, uh, that hot little city um, is very excited for their ice team. Um, I don't know if it's just relief uh, from the 115-degree heat outside on the street <laughs> that scorches your eyeballs out. But uh, they, they are uh, very excited for their Golden Knights. Um, so I kind of think that, you know, as far as, uh, you know, maybe the sixth man on the ice, uh, I think that that contributes so I don't, I just, I don't think this is the Red Wing path because I don't think it's, uh, you know, we have so much going on in Detroit. You, you got to win the fans interest. And this, this just brings in so many people. It just creates a, you know, almost like a, like an earth shaking, um, you know, uh, uh, experience whenever they're at home. Um, so I, I don't think that that's, that's for me, this is still new. This is still kind of gimmicky. I don't think that this is the Red Wing way either. And I think with the most envy, Matt, I, I don't, it's got to be Tampa. And and we are skipping one. We are. But I want to transition that, and do it. that last, I want to transition that last one into what our, our next show topic is going to be. But um, the last one would be the Montreal Canadiens that uh, some would argue are being carried by uh, Mr. Price. I get it. Hey. Yeah. Uh, his 933 save percentage, 202 goals against, 2.02 goals against. Sorry. Now, I, I do say some would argue uh, that he's carrying them because what uh, some other folks have kind of subscribed to, and, and you might be looking at this as, as someone who's casually watched the playoffs and said, of course, it's Gary Price. But uh, a lot of it has been limiting chances uh, for uh, from Montreal's point of view. And the conversation has actually started, Mike. For a guy, we're 16 games in for Montreal. A guy who has two assists, no goals. The conversation has started. Should he get Con Smythe consideration? And it's the boy that we talked about uh, a few weeks back when we were talking about unrestricted free agents to uh, to target. 
And uh, Philip Deneau, he has completely shut down for, for each round here, uh, whoever his assignment is. And in this uh, this particular round, he he's turned it into the type of thing where it looks like 16 high danger chances for since uh, the tournament or since this round started zero against which how many times have we brought up high danger chances and this guy's just been that good so th this team has been about limiting chances also you know taking advantage when you do get uh, an offensive opportunity um i mean i i still can't believe like how great cole cofield has looked i can't believe i'm looking at his stats right now and there's only three goals listed i i <laughs> like it seems like he's Every time I look at a box score or a score sheet, he's on there. But yeah, it's all it's only three goals. But that's just it. Like um, when you get those chances, you got to make sure they're going in. Now, uh, with that being said, he's he's got an eight percent shooting percentage. Uh, so clearly, that has a lot of room to go up. But then yeah. uh, previously mentioned Nick Suzuki's at the almost fourteen percent. Uh, Joel Armia's at sixteen percent. Um, Jeez and. You know, most recently they've gotten a lot of uh, help from Josh Anderson, who's not doing too great from the shot percentage. But they're also not asking him to be a goal scorer. Where the argument comes into play for Montreal, they are so successful because their bottom nine consists of everybody being a potential middle six, or you, you could even say, I guess all all twelve forwards are, are pretty much middle six guys. But because you can roll. <laughs> You can roll four different lines. You know, the Red Wings do that. Yeah. Right. So that, again, our, we talk our, about easy to our emulate. Our top 12 are arguably our bottom 12. So <laughs> there you go. But it, it's one of those things where if you slot those guys against other teams, and especially talking about like the Vegas Golden Knights where you've seen them get outplayed, um, you slot them against their bottom six, that's where you're going to get these victories. That's where you're going to prevail. And Montreal, or uh, you know, yeah, I guess going back to the first round, Montreal against Toronto, that was the long and short of it. Is Toronto is very top heavy, and uh, while they also failed to score, thanks to previously mentioned Dino, um, that's like that's your formula right there, and that's the kind of thing Steve Eiserman was preaching. So I would say, Mike, there's one way to turn this into the Montreal Canadiens real quick, and that's doing what to we trade talked about, for Nick Suzuki. Oh. Doing what we talked about a couple episodes ago, uh, which was drafting Jesper Wallstedt, which some people have said is the highest rated goalie prospect since Carey Price. Um, now, I would remind everyone that when you make that comment, you're not saying as high as Carey Price. You're saying the highest since. So, um, you know, that, I just want everybody to remember how to take that statement. Now, I, I've seen um, the analysis of Mr. Wallstead going in, in many different directions, uh, but still number one in this particular draft. So, uh, like I said, we already we already discussed it. Um, but I guess uh, I'm moving I'm moving forward here actually before uh, we finally settled on who to who to emulate. But I, I let's let's rank them. That I think what you said first, uh, going back to these four playoff teams uh, and how to rank them. You're right. You you do want to shoot for the Tampa Bay Lightning because we're all concerned that Montreal, if Carey Price has a bad season, what could they possibly do to get close to the playoffs next year? Um, and then I'm still worried about Vegas having a huge dropout as, as their top guys continue to age. 
And then uh, I think the Islanders are very attainable from our perspective to get there quickly. But I go back to your comments about how they're the least talked about team in New York, and that's because they're the least exciting. And do we really want the Red Wings to be the least exciting team in the NHL, the least exciting team out of, out of the state of Michigan when it comes to all pro sports? So I'm going to rank them like this. I'm going to go Tampa, then Montreal, then New York, then Vegas. How dare you? You know, <laughs> Islanders can't even get a break on the show that we bring them up on. Matt, <laughs> I still got to go Tampa number one, Islanders two, Montreal three. And I don't think Vegas, I, for some reason, I still can't buy it. Uh, I can't I can't do it. Well, um, it's also like they're also the hardest to emulate because we're not going to be able to hit the reset button and just take, you know, a just bunch of guys. Just good players yeah. off everybody's team. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Um, as much as it feels like it when yet another team gets uh, fleeced by Iserman. Uh, check the True. store for uh, some swag. Right. right. We just got to wait 30 years and we'll have a full team ready to go. We'll take, <laughs> we'll get one Jakob Verana. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, we, we know, we know Tampa so well and they're I, probably still going to win again. Right. Are we putting money on that? I, I'm still taking Maybe Tampa. I, I'm worried. I'm worried that Montreal is going to go over Vegas and get swept in the final. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, the long and short of it, right? Uh, Tampa. For I mean, Tampa killed a guy the other day. It was eight nothing. Yeah, I, I just want to say, like, I, I, it's not. I don't. I don't hate Tampa for doing what they did with the salary cap this year. And a lot of people are just disgusted with it. I think if there's rules and you found a way to dance around those rules, uh, I mean, I, I think every team has done it at some point. When you're when you're a champion, that's what you're going to do to stay a champion. Um, so I, I don't fault them for that. All about right. But when you do the tuck rule, right? Yeah. When you do the salary cap like rule, that, remember the the salary cap? There used to not be a salary cap. You know, who used to enjoy that. Yeah, Us. You know. We, we did say we wanted to have that conversation. The way to fix that problem, get rid of the stupid salary cap. Then you don't have to, then you, the only thing you'd, you'd have to complain about is your dumb owner who doesn't want to spend money. Then that's your only complaint ever. You don't, you, you don't have to worry about the league screwing your team over. Yeah, you, you don't might have to worry about owners Bay. with uh, shared revenue. Oh boy, we're trapped <laughs> in the ninth again. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Um, <sighs> but yeah, that, that's, that's where everybody's mind should be at. Um, I, I, I think it, the original right is don't hate, isn't it? Don't hate the game, hate the player, but it's for this. Don't hate the player, hate the game, right? Cause you want to hate, hate the NHL for making a salary cap situation that the Tampa Bay lightning is so around. easily exploitable. Right. Exactly. So easily exploitable. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't get mad at Tampa Bay. It's just envy over here. It's just envy. It's not anger. I think you're you're mad if you're a hockey fan and you don't want to be Tampa Bay right now. Who just killed a guy? Literally. <laughs> Ain't nothing. I think Good they're Lord. up. Yeah, they're up right now too, one to nothing at the end of the first. So uh I thought you were gonna probably... say at the end of the first second. <laughs> one second in, they fired it from center ice. <laughs> um <laughs> You typically pull back on a face-off. They fired it from the center line, from the red line. Uh, but, Mike, thank you for uh, returning. I've been promising everybody, like I promised, 
Red Wings Rant episodes. We'll be back to what we've been doing. Uh, we finally have returned. And, uh, hey, we'll get two episodes out of this. So, uh, hey now. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. <laughs> and, everybody, thank you for making us the most watched Hockey Podcast Network show on YouTube. Nice. Oh, in your face. Oh, it hurts. Other network. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Like, by a mile, uh, by the way. All right, uh, everybody, again, thank you so much. Um, yeah! Woo! I love it. him! Woo-hoo! Bye, everybody. Right.